You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Hope Bagazi. Uh, she is Tim Horton's chief marketing officer. She joined Tim Horton's in January 2020 after a 15-year career with McDonald's Canada, where she led the national marketing team. Hope has deep experience in the quick-service restaurant industry, building engaging campaigns and promotions, developing new categories and products, and transforming digital applications. Hope, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So I need to ask, what is your go-to morning Tim Hortons ritual? What are, what, are your, what are you ordering when you drive through in the morning or when you go inside in the morning? I would say it depends on the time of the day, but in the morning, it's definitely a medium coffee with almond milk. And I would generally try to fight between the urge to get a breakfast sandwich with yes. a hash brown, which I do love. Yep. But it always seems like the honey crawler always seems to win out. You know, yes. I know I should get the fresh cracked egg and something with a bit more protein, but the honey crawler just calls to me. So, but it, and, it feels and, so uh, healthy though. It's the lightest of the donuts. Right? I feel like yeah. it's got egg in there. You know, there's yeah. egg in there. So I feel virtuous. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So Hope, you're working for, I think, one of Canada's most iconic brands. So many of us have grown up with it. It's been part of our rituals, as, as we mentioned, kind of in our daily lives, in our morning routine, our evening routine, our lunch routine. What's it like for you? What, what does it feel like to be kind of the captain of this amazing brand here in Canada? What's that experience? You know, it, it's just, it's a privilege, honestly. When the opportunity was presented, I just, that was the first, you know, way that I remember feeling was just privileged and honored. It, it's, you know, it's a big responsibility to lead the marketing team of such an iconic brand that has such a, a long and sort of storied past, but that means so much to Canadians today. So I think that's, you know, that's the main way I would say is, Proud and privileged, uh, you know, to be part of the team. Yeah. And I, I share with you, I am, full disclosure, I am a big fan, so much so that I visited Toronto for the first time and ventured out to Hamilton to discover and take my photo at the first ever Tim Hortons location. It, just fun fact for you, it's not that crazy, but they do have a plaque out front. Otherwise, inside, it's pretty much like every other Tim Hortons. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my now 14-year-old has fallen in love with what is his favorite donut, the vanilla dip with the nice, oh, okay. beautiful sprinkles on top. Yeah. And now my 7-year-old has now fallen in love with the vanilla dip. So that is their special treat. Classic go-to. Nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. The vanilla dips. They love it. Well, I love so, you passing it on to the next generation. Good for you. <laughs> yes. So like every amazing superhero, they all have an origin story. Tell me about yours. How did you get to the place where you are today? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the secret to my success was probably just always being pretty open to new opportunities. So, you know, for example, I was doing a BA at McMaster. So, you know, the very first Tim Hortons was very much in my stomping ground through the university days. And I think it was actually, you know, the, the extra large coffee that probably got me through university. So, you know, Tim Hortons was, was definitely part of my growing up as well and my university career. And so, you know, like many people coming out of school, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do, but I thought, you know, I'll go on in to do post-grad work. And then my husband had an opportunity to go teach in New Zealand for a year. So I thought, well, you know, I'll put that master's on hold. I'll come back to that at some point. Off we went to New Zealand. One year turned into five years. So, you know, we just sort of seized the opportunity to live in another part of the world and travel and I guess I just was always open to new paths and learning new things. So when we were in New Zealand, 
actually went to an executive search firm to have them help me find a job. And they actually hired me to work there. And I was recruiting nurses and medical specialists, largely from Canada and the UK, to go to New Zealand to help fill sort of a healthcare shortage. So, you know, that wasn't a dream job. It wasn't something that I had always aspired to, but I was in the right place at the right time. It seemed like a great opportunity. They tapped into a strength I had, which was obviously knowing Canadians and having the firsthand experience of moving somewhere. So that was a great experience. I worked for that firm for almost the full five years. And through that time, I actually opened up a whole new division, which was a sales and marketing executive leasing function. So through that, it was sort of doing executive contract positions in uh, you know, marketing and advertising roles. So that was sort of how I got interested in that profession, you know, started to talking to you know, marketing professionals. We actually placed quite a, a few people at Saatchi and Saatchi and got to know Kevin Roberts and some people there who were quite influential and sort of, you know, just made an impression on me and sort of said, you'd be actually really great in advertising or in, in that type of role because you've got the business acumen, but you have a strong creative flair and to sort of work in advertising, you can match both. Right. And so that sort of planted the seed that when we moved back to Canada, I started doing some research myself to say, you know, what are sort of some opportunities in this field? And if I can place other people for a living for the last few years, I can do the same for myself, employ the same techniques. So I did that. I just started researching all ad agencies that had won new pieces of business or who had accounts that were, you know, in flux, big and small, and asked people if they'd have a coffee with me, if they'd talk to me about the industry, how could I break in? And so I ended up you know, having people were so open. I found, you know, that really, if you do put it out there and ask people to have a coffee with you and help and give you some coaching, really, everyone was so gracious. And I met with probably about 20 people from big and small agencies. And it was actually Rick Padulo, who's the owner of Padulo Integrated, you know, family run business. They had just won the Bay. And so we spoke quite a lot about, you know, a lot of us grew up with that department store and have such a rich heritage Canadian brand. Yep. And, you know, Rick Padula, such an interesting business person, you know, started the business from scratch and was very successful over the years. So we had about a three hour conversation. And at the end of that, I got the job, you know, starting out in advertising. And so wow. that was kind of, you know, my break into something totally different. And it was just through being curious you know, putting it out there, doing the research, asking the right questions. He took a chance on me. I worked on the Bay account for about four years I mean, and just so hope, progressed, hope, right? I, I need to ask that meeting. Yeah. Were you, were, did you know it was a job interview or were you thinking this is like a, you know, data research, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions meeting? Like, I mean, I kind of approached it as both, you know, like I sort of went in with a lot of questions prepared. I'd done sort of a lot of research, you know, on the Bay and Padulo. And so I kind of, you know, I was prepared to go in and be inquisitive. But because this was my first gig in the industry, I was also asking a lot of questions to understand if it would be a fit. So I sort of approached it a bit of both, you know, and by the end of it, it was clear that we had a great connection, shared a lot of similar philosophies. Wow. And, you know, he said, I'd love to take a chance on you. And so he did. And I worked there for four years, started out as an account executive and worked up to account director, eventually wow. leading that piece of business and, you know, learned a ton in a new industry on a very fast paced retail business. Yeah. And so then fast forward, you know, a few years later, I received a call from a headhunter about an opportunity at McDonald's Canada. And that opportunity at that time was to lead the advertising function. So it made sense. You know, I have a lot of advertising experience, come over, lead the advertising part of the portfolio. 
So I joined the team. It was my first time going client side with advertising experience. So good to have the agency side. Now I wanted client side and what a fantastic brand, McDonald's Canada. Um, so were you loving it? I did. I was loving it. I absolutely was loving it. And, uh, there's something called the freshman five or freshman 15, depending on who you ask, which is about, you know, how you eat a lot of McDonald's when you first start, because there's a restaurant there and the food is so good. And if you smell someone eating fries, you know, two desks over, I defy anyone to have the willpower to not go get their own fries. So, uh, you know, just loved it. Love the brand, uh, love the people, learned a ton. And I think the secret for me there was always just being you know, curious. And if someone had a new project they were working on, you know, happy to learn, happy to be part of the team. And as a result of just, you know, working hard, being hungry, literally and figuratively, you know, new opportunities came along and I started taking on a bigger part of the marketing team. So I took on the media piece next. Uh, I took on the in-restaurant, the merchandising part next, and then finally took on the strategy and the planning piece such that, you know, over the years, I ended up taking on leadership for the whole marketing team, becoming marketing officer. So, you know, sort of similar to the career at Padulo is you work hard, you know, inquisitive, be just open to taking on new experiences. Good things happen. People recognize that, you know, and uh, growth comes as a result. So that, that was amazing to spend 15 years there. Wow. And I sort of had no plans to leave, but you know, then you get a call and I got a call about this opportunity at Tim Hortons. And, you know, I did a lot of soul searching because I, I, you know, I still love the McDonald's brand and I'd been there a long time. Um, But to lead Tim Hortons, you know, such an iconic brand in Canada and probably, you know, opportunities to put it on a bit of a different footing strategically, you know, I think to be candid, you know, watching it as a competitor for the last few years, I would think, Hmm, you know, I think I would do this differently if I were there. So then it's like, put your money where your mouth is. Okay. You're at the helm. You know, this is such an opportunity that you just can't pass up. So that brings me to today, just a little over a year ago. I, uh, just before the pandemic, end of January, I started at Tim's. That is amazing. My family, uh, yeah, family of four kids, we are a big chicken McNugget family. Ah, we, love, we love the yep. nuggets. And one sad thing, I actually got and fell in love with the salads at McDonald's. Okay, yeah, but one salad. of the things because of COVID, there's no more salads at McDonald's. So I don't know if they're coming back, but whoever is listening at McDonald's, <laughs> we miss the salads. They were Because you're going through with your kids and it was such a nice, healthy, and it was actually a really healthy really salad. Good salads. It was good. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you get so, crispy chicken or grilled chicken? I want to I know went how grilled. virtuous. I went I went grilled. grilled. Okay. I went with grilled because well, I actually. Discipline. Yes, thank you. Because <laughs> those salads with the crispy chicken, oh, they're money. But okay. I did. I did often take and steal one of the nuggets and put it in the salad every once in a while. Of course, some, yes. You can't. Yes. You can't resist a nugget. I remember also the passport they did. I don't know if you were on that, but they uh, like almost every month there was a new burger and a new yes. taste experience, and it was yeah. so fascinating because it was like I remember saying, "My oh, so we got to go because I got to try that new thing." See, so yeah, yeah. marketing works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But fast forwarding to Tim Hortons, so tell me about Roll Up the Rim and, and what it's been like this last while in the last campaign. Because it's famous to the point where someone actually made a physical tool to actually roll up the rim. Like that's how big <laughs> of a deal. Like there are contests out there and campaigns out there, but none that have actually produced hardware. So Inspired tell me what it's hardware. like. Hardware, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, when I joined last year, uh, last year's game was already obviously, you know, pretty fully baked. Yeah. Um, Cause I joined, you know, a mere sort of six weeks before the game began. 
But in the conversations last year, it was really around what to do because of COVID. Yes. You know, because in the early days pre-roll-up starting in March, people were still debating what's this COVID going to mean? Is it, you know, what, what's the prospect and what would the impact of that be on the game? And quite quickly, we realized, you know, for health and safety reasons, you just can't have people rolling up the rim. You know, some people use their teeth. Not everyone, you know, creates a tool. A lot of people do, you know, use their teeth and, and pass it over across the counter to a team member. And so we just said, we can't have that. It's not safe for the guest. It's not safe for our people. And so pretty quickly, we pivoted to a fully digital program. And I'll tell you, in the middle of a contest, that is not easy to do. You know, you're sort of designing it, sort of, you know, building the plane while you're flying the plane. So <laughs> that was dynamic. But I think, you know, people people recognized, right, that we were moving on the fly because of health and safety reasons. And we wanted to keep the game, but keep it a safe way to play. So we learned a lot from that last year because it was sort of a hybrid and it wasn't necessarily engineered that way. But, you know, we got lots of great learning on what people liked and didn't like about a digital game. And so, you know, a few months after the contest was done and we were starting to plan this year, we again said probably health and safety wise, it still isn't going to be prudent, you know, to use the physical cups. It might never be, to be honest, you know, but we learned so much about the digital game and how much people liked it. And by designing it a certain way, we could actually retire that dreaded please play again. You know, the thing about the game that nobody liked was that scene please play again. But by having a digital version, we can eliminate that. You know, we could at least, you know, give people Tim's reward points. You know, we could sort of change the nature of the odds in the game itself so that every role wins. And that's the beauty of digital is, is we could do that. So we really just leaned hard into, let's make it more fun, make it more interactive, you know, make the prizing the best ever and just you know, have fun with it being digital and all the benefits that that can bring. I think you're one of the only reward apps that is on the iPhone, at least the iOS operating system is an editor's pick, which says a lot. It says yes. it's actually good and interesting and helpful and actually beneficial to the person versus I'm going to extract data from you and I'm going to, you know, be something just for the sake of being something. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So, well, we're uh, always yeah. obsessing about that, making the user experience better making the functionality better and then making it fun, you know, with roll up the fact that you could kind of do the sort of simulation of a digital rolling the cup and then it would kind of have the confetti and the kind of vibration and all those things. I mean, we didn't have to do that. It's not essential to gameplay, but it's just about making the user experience fun and, you know, all the different things that we add always have that in mind. What make the user experience better, more functional, more fun. That is amazing. And now jumping ahead, tell me about the back to basics strategy for Tim Hortons and what does that mean to you? Yeah, back to basics was definitely, you know, put in place even before I joined. And that was a, you know, big reason why I did join was, you know, I felt strategically, you know, leadership was very solid in terms of knowing how to reorient the business. And I'm a big proponent of that, of, you know, doing fewer things better, you know, really know who you are, what's the DNA of your brand, what do you stand for, what what should guests come to expect from you, and do it exceptionally well. And I think, you know, maybe, you know, Tim's had kind of been sort of trying so many new things over the last yeah. few years yeah. that it lost a bit of sight of, yeah. of who it was and what it stood for. Remember so the bread bowl? They, what's that? The whole, the whole bread bowl. They, they had a oh. bread bowl at one point and yeah, everything. There was a burger. Yes. Oh, I don't even remember the burger. There was a burger? <laughs> Oh, okay. So, you know, there was, yeah. there was a few things I think that were being tried in the spirit of yeah. innovation, 
Yes. Uh, which is always great. Innovation is amazing, but it, when it's focused around a strategy, that's you know where it can go wrong. So back to basics is just about that. You know, we have to have exceptional coffee, exceptional baked goods. Yep. You know, there's something to the comfort that we offer, the comfort, the familiarity, the style of food. You know, it needs to be in a certain sort of wheelhouse that Canadians can expect. That doesn't mean you can't innovate and you still can't be adventurous and try new things and push into new territory as long as it's stretching within the confines of what strategically makes sense for you. And so that was sort of started before I joined. And that's very much the the long term this year and into the future, the plan that I'm putting in place with the team. That's amazing. I feel like you said it so well. I feel like so much of Tim Hortons, the taste, the smell, when you eat something there, it's so nostalgic. Like it, yes. it brings up so many memories of like, you know, youth group leader taking us as a group to Tim Hortons and taking over at Tim Hortons and us all getting yes. treats after youth group to, you know, going there, you know, after having a baby and we're, you know, up at four in the morning. It's the one of the only places open that has good food at yes. it that you can sit yeah. with a yeah. newborn in a car seat, right? And you're you're having a drink, eating a donut, and you're looking at your newborn. Like so many memories have happened in a Tim yes. Hortons. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, respecting that and then being able to sort of build upon that, right? Like make it the best cup of coffee, make it the best baked goods, you know, but then stretch a little bit, right? Best apple fritter on the market. I got to say it's so good. Absolutely. Yeah. But then even within those, there's room for improvement, you know, like the clean label initiative that we're undertaking where all of our core products will have all artificials removed uh, by the end of 2021. So even, you know, the beloved apple fritter can be improved by, you know, taking out any artificial colors flavorings, preservatives, you know, taking all that out makes those classics the same, but better. That's amazing. That's amazing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And what it was like for you, like, I've got to say, you know, you, you jump into a new brand, it's really exciting, and then COVID, right? What was it like for you navigating something that's never been done before in a new position? And how did you respond? And how did you feel through it? Yeah, I think it, it was tough from the perspective of the team, because I'm still just getting to know the team. And yeah. so I was working my way around having, you know, one-on-ones and get-to-know-you chats with everybody on the team. And, you know, then partway through that, you know, we're doing it virtually through a screen. So that's too bad. And new people who've joined, there's been quite a lot of people who've joined since, who've only ever met through a screen. So, you know, that's been hard for sure. I think what was most difficult for us was deciding what parts of the plan we would keep, the original part of the plan, and what parts just needed to be sort of, you know, put to the side because, you know, new, new things had become more important to Canadians, right? So... For example, one of the things that we decided absolutely have to keep would be all the quality initiatives. So all the work that we were doing around, you know, rolling out fresh brewers to make that consistent cup of coffee every time, the work we were doing to test and look at fresh cracked eggs, like that work, all this clean label work, all that needed to to continue. Because even in spite of COVID, that quality foundational work could continue and should continue. Also, all the charitable work. I mean, supporting Camp Day, Smile Cookie keeping all of those things happening. We did shift camp day a couple months later because we wanted to make sure, you know, we were taking advantage of more return to normal and, you know, more guests out and about to be able to come into the restaurants to support camp day, but keeping those things, but, you know, tweaking them or adjusting as we need for COVID, but they remain foundational. So keep them. Then on the other hand, some of the things that we had planned, some of the more promotional activity, that just didn't seem appropriate anymore, you know, to be, doing certain campaigns that were, you know, felt a little more self-serving or a little, yeah, just a little more promotional in nature. We actually really pivoted and cut a lot of those things out. We shifted more to a lot of the community work that we did. So putting all the trucks, 11 coffee trucks on the roads across communities. We were at every hospital in the country. Those um, trucks we, are amazing, by the way. Right? My, my, my brother is a doctor and worked at the COVID ward at his hospital and yeah, and mentioned the day that Tim Hortons came to the hospital and it was incredible. So thank you. Yes. I mean, it's such a small thing, but just yeah. our way of being able to give back to recognize, you know, the frontline healthcare workers and, you know, frontline workers of, of all different, uh, you know, professions that have been working all through this pandemic. So just small ways to make them smile, thank them with coffee, baked goods, you know, showing up unexpectedly. We did the same at um, long-term care homes, just places where you're just bringing a little bit of sunshine to people, you know, transit workers, garbage or you know, sanitation workers, you know, to, to be able to kind of surprise and delight. So that suddenly became way more important than a lot of promotional activity. So we really, you know, pivoted there. And then we did some campaigns that were more about stock up, you know, so spend $15, get a free pack of Timbits, because we knew people were stocking up and buying for the family, but then yeah. give them a little something, you know, to 
finish off as dessert kind of on us. So things like that seem to be more appropriate to how people were behaving and what people needed. So some of those things we really changed on the fly. And then some of the other things that were foundational, you know, we very much kept in place. That's amazing. Hope, I got to ask, piece of advice. There's a lot of agencies who are listening to the show. And I want to know your biggest advice where you came in from another brand to an existing brand. You probably had existing vendor relationships, Mm -hmm. existing agency relationships. What's your biggest advice to agencies who say, when a new CMO comes in, a new marketing director comes in, how do they maintain and grow that relationship with the new person? Because often a new person comes in, they clear house and bring in their you know existing vendors that they love. Is there a chance for those agencies to stay on? And what do they need to do to, to stay? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I, I am not a fan of just, you know, changing for the sake of, of change. And, yeah. you know, with with your team, you know, with your agency partners, it's getting to know them and what their strengths are, how I can come in and help make them better and stronger. What can I do to help support? So it goes both ways. It's as much uh, what I can learn from them. What can I do to help, you know, make things better, remove obstacles, you know, kind of that's the mindset I go into it with is always assuming that you have great talent and what can I do to help foster and, you know, take that to the next level. So that's always my mindset. You know, we, we have great partners, I did make you know a few changes here and there, but it was more to probably just leverage different strengths that we had, like new and emerging strengths. So, yep. for example, you know we we worked a little bit with Gut, which is a creative agency yeah. that uh, out of Miami, and yep. they were doing a little bit of our brand work and doing just spectacular brand work. Yes. And what I ended up doing with them is you know spending a lot of time with them and finding that that they could probably come up with a more consistent creative framework that would benefit all of our work. So not, yes. don't just work on certain pieces, but they can actually expand their portfolio and do more. So through spending time with them, they actually took on a bigger part of the business because I recognized the potential that was there. So I think that's really the spirit of going in is, you know, for agencies, make sure you showcase your work and what you can bring to the table. Ask the leader to, you know, clear obstacles, be really candid about where there is room for improvement so that you can really shine and bring your best work forward and I think that's how relationships can can get stronger. Hope that's that's incredible advice. Thank you for that. And that's really cool the story about gut and and going deep with them. And they're yes. yeah, a, yeah, a very fun agency to watch for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So this next year, 2021, what can we look forward to with Tim Hortons? What are some things that we should watch for and and see that you guys are coming out with? Things that you are allowed to divulge. I know there's some probably huh. some things still in the uh incubator, still in mm-hmm. the oven at the moment. Absolutely. So. Bacon away, it's true. I think, you know, I would say more on the journey of more delicious, more craveable, high quality items. And that will be both, you know, beverage related and food related. And so you've seen some of that with fresh cracked egg in the morning. I think there's more that we can do in the lunch and the afternoon part of our menu. So look for more of that coming later in the year. And then lots more news on beverages. So you've seen recently we launched cold brew which yes. sort of our first foray into that. And I'm a big fan. Now when I have a coffee in the afternoon, I'm yep. hooked on the sweet vanilla cream cold brew. I love that marbled effect. It's just, it's beautiful and it's delicious. And I think, you know, that's just the start of some of the things we'll do around beverages in the back part of the year. So That's amazing. I had a belt this morning, actually. Oh, I am a, a belt sandwich. fan. Yes. I'll often do a belt or I'll get kind of the, the home style biscuit or like the, the you know, sausage yes. egg McMuffin. Yeah. Or, or sorry, sausage egg. I, I, you know what I mean? And I'll add lettuce and tomato to it. 
which nice. is which yes, is great. He's got that healthy twist, right? You're getting your veggies. It's great. I, I can justify, yeah, the nice. It's a nice mix of like the crisp and I the, love that the crunch yeah. and yeah. you know it's just and then of course the bacon always the bacon. Yes, everything's better yes. with bacon. Oh, it's amazing. So, Hope, are you ready to do the rapid fire round? I am ready. Amazing, amazing. What was your first job? My first job was actually I scooped ice cream at a water park in Niagara Falls, which is where I grew up. That is amazing. Random Super fact, fun. our jelly jars for yeah. our agency are from Niagara Falls. It's, ah, where it's, it's, it's one of the only places that can produce these sides of jars besides France in oh, the world. Interesting. So, fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Um, night owl or early bird? Early bird. Okay. Cat or dog person? Definitely dog. Okay. What was the first thing that you ever marketed? You know, my first job in New Zealand before I started working for the search consultant was I sold vending machines. It was not a fun time of my life. Taught me a lot. I think I lasted about six weeks. But yep, that was my first vending machines. That is amazing. So you Mm -hmm. might have sold the ones that are in Dunder Mifflin in the break room there. (laughs) That might have been you. Probably. That seemed about like the kind of places I was calling on. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Dark or milk chocolate? Do I really have to pick between? No, you don't. Please both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. What is your favorite word right now? Probably the the two words I say all the time right now are notion and cadence. And Mm. I think they probably just both need to be scrubbed from my repertoire, my team. I think they're doing a tally on how many times I say notion and cadence. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Do you use the project management software notion? Yes. You do? Okay. Uh Yes. 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 It's a... yeah, and, and they've had some great upgrades recently. I'm really yes, impressed. it's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that um, inspired it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what is the last charity that you supported financially or volunteer time and why? Yeah, my husband and I are both supporting the Ride to Conquer Cancer for the summer. And just because, unfortunately, on both of our families, we've, there's been way too much cancer in the last while. But uh, lots of champions, lots of fighters. And so this is just our way of doing our part. Amazing. Uh, what is a movie that you love? So many, but the one I just really am obsessed with lately is Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I just yep. love it. Yeah, it's sad. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's pathos. Like it, it's funny. Like, it's just I love it. So well yeah. done. Yeah, beautiful movie. Favorite song or album on repeat right now? You know, I'm kind of going back through a national, the national obsession. So. Yes. Um, High Violet would probably be the one that's kind yeah. of, you know, and uh, I'm Afraid of Everyone. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a depressing song, but it's just haunting. And I, yes. that's probably my favorite at the moment. Okay. That's, wow. That's very cool. I've never, that, that the national, my, I do love it. My wife and I, when we met, we would listen to that when we were dating. It's a, Yeah, it's kind amazing. of an oldie. I don't know why I'm yes. back to that, but no, sometimes cr- they just speak to you, right? Yeah. So. Oh, totally. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, very haunting. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you weren't doing this job, which is hard to imagine, what would you be doing with your life? You know, I think you always have forks in your life in the road. And I probably would have gone down the path of doing sciences. And I worked all through high school at a veterinary clinic. Yeah. And I should have done more with math and sciences. And I probably would have been a veterinarian. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch Schitt's Creek? You know, I haven't the... seen it. No. Okay. I think I'm the one Canadian who probably hasn't watched it. Is okay. or I'll have to, though. There is a veterinarian in the show, and he's, he's pretty awesome. Okay, so, there you yeah. go. Even another yeah. reason to watch. Besides the Tim Hortons app, what is an app on your phone you can't live without? I really 
would say probably I'm we're a bit obsessed with Uber Eats, you know, yes. at the moment. That probably too much that and you know, I, I order obviously through the app, our yep. own app too. Yes, yeah. But Uber Eats and I spend a ton of time on Pinterest. We're doing a little yes. bit of renovating. And yep. so get a lot of ideas and things. I'm pretty obsessed with all the recipes and things too on Pinterest. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. Those are two great ones. Yeah. Our, our, we're a big skip the dishes family here. And yeah, no, Pinterest is made. They just opened a Canadian office, which is very they exciting. Did. So Absolutely. congrats, congrats, yeah, Pinterest. Absolutely. What is a favorite children's book of yours? My favorite, I think, was Where the Wild Things Are. Yes. I remember being like deliciously scared and, you know, just mesmerized with that book. And I still love it. That's awesome. Uh, What is the best thing you ever bought for under $10? You know, I would say probably dog treats for Newman, my dog. And uh, the joy he gets from those treats is, uh, you know, worth every penny. That is amazing. What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? I think probably... The idea of moving back to Canada, you know, or Mm. leaving New Zealand to come to Canada rather was, you know, we were living there. We were starting, we got citizenship. Wow. Uh, My husband was just about to start sort of a dream job in Auckland. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had this epiphany that we have to come back to Canada. I was missing family. It felt acutely far away. Friends were starting to have kids and we were missing, you know, nieces and nephews being born. And it was like, no, we need to move back. So we had sort of planned, you know, we had citizenship. We were going to stay there. And I became acutely aware, changed my mind back Mm. to Canada. We come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) I'm glad we did too. What is a business or marketing book that you'd recommend? Probably one of my favorites is still No Logo by Naomi Klein. Nice. It's it's also an oldie, but a goodie and one I really love. No, that's a great one. No, and and yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's awesome podcast that you'd recommend well obviously marketing news canada (laughs) (laughs) anyone's outside of the uh you know very nice courtesy shout out you know what i'm gonna be totally honest i'm probably more of a reader like i I would say you know what that's i i'm pretty visual and like reading is probably more like in physical books are you more of a kindle audible physical books okay i'm such a luddite i'm i'm old like i like the smell and feel of books and pages that's amazing So magazines books that's that's what i do yeah do you uh do you have a genre of books that you love like usually crime, yes. um, something yeah. suspenseful, like, you yeah. know, murder mysteries yeah. or like whodunits. I love yeah. kind of the hook, you know, where you just yeah. can't put the book down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. Um, that's awesome. Newsletter or website you recommend for resources inspiration? Probably the things I would love, the, the ones I read the most that are in my repertoire that I, I think are just all awesome. I love Harvard Business Review. Yes. Love, yeah. love, love. Like every article in there is just you know, general business, but, you know, makes you think about HR people, like leading teams, thinking about the business. That one's amazing. Wired. I love it's, you know, terrifies me, you know, the, so much about, you know, machine learning and AI. I love it's, you know, scary at the same time. And then ad age just to kind of understand, you know, what other industries and, and businesses are doing that is smart. Yeah. I love the back inside page of Wired, the, uh, the, you know, the future, whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. There's a series on Netflix called Life, Death, and Robots, and it reminds me of wired future thinking. It's all about what the future looks like in these shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is there a life hack that you'd be willing to share? Uh, 
the two I think I mean these are not uh, not going to change your life, but yeah. I love freezing grapes. Yes, and it's funny because I just did this this past weekend. It's hot, right? You freeze grapes, amazing as a snack to put out, you know, yes. for people to pick at, but also amazing to keep your drink cold without yes. actually diluting it. So it won't melt, doesn't, it's not going to dilute it, but really just keeps it cold. So freeze your grapes, Brilliant. lots of different uses for that. I love um, that. And then I take, I'm a big like picture taker. So yeah. I take pictures of my license plate. Yeah. And I always keep like a, a folder for those yeah. kind of things because you know, when you go to the parking thing and it's yes. 700 miles away from your car and then yes. you're like, what the hell is my license plate? So Take a picture. Same with business cards. Like if, yeah. if, if you know, people ever give you a business card, yeah. I always just take a picture because it's not like I'm going to ever keep it in my wallet. Yeah. But if you ever need to refer to it, you know, I've got like a file with those things. That's so. brilliant. And thanks to Google Photos, it can search all your photos for you exactly. and find them, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. When you're hiring new people for marketing, advertising, the world you're in, what are the skills you think they need for this new economy? What do you look for? Whether it's hard skills or soft skills? Yeah, I think it's, you know, People who have versatile interests, yeah. you know, I love that when people, you know, they volunteer or, you know, they b- belong to teams or they have interests outside of just work. They, you know, do things with family members or, you know, whatever that might be. I think like a rich whole person is amazing because you're going to be interested in music or culture, like understanding sort of a, the diverse person that, that you're getting beyond just their business skills, I think is really important and being curious. So always sort of being curious about trying new things. I love when I meet somebody who's, whether it's curious about cooking or travel or, you know, just, you know, working in in different industries, a curious mind, I think is important. And people who aren't afraid of going lateral, you know, people are always thinking that upward mobility always means your career has to always be about promotion. But I think people who are open to lateral experiences and learning also shows a certain kind of person and character. Amazing. Hope, any last words for our listeners um, that you want to leave them with? I think, you know, just be be good to yourself, right? Like, especially in this day and age, like take time for yourself, you know, try not to worry too much about, you know, what the next step will be in your career, your journey, because if you're open, you're hardworking, you know, you're taking good care of yourself, you're being true to who you are, you know, good, good things will happen. I really believe that. So be good to yourself, be good to others along the way, and it'll come back to you. Wow, that is, that's some great advice. And in the wise words of the uh, fine folks from Parks and Rec, treat yourself. <laughs> doesn't hurt to treat yourself. Absolutely. That's, that's Go get amazing. a cold brew. You'll love it. Oh, that's great. That's definitely going to be, <laughs> I'm sure, on many people's daily rituals this summer. Hope, thank you for being here. It's, it's been a real thank honor. Thank you for having me. So nice to get to meet you. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. This was Hope, CMO of Tim Hortons. Thank you for joining us for another week of Marketing News Canada, and we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks, Darian. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.